All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Buying a house is normally at the top priority list for those that don't actually have a house. It's, it's a goal that we hear about regularly. It's sometimes the main reason that somebody contacts a financial advisor to help them save up for a house deposit. The government announced a scheme about three or four years ago, which has gained some popularity in recent times, but at the same time, some people are still very confused as to how it actually works. It's called the First Home Super Saver Scheme. Now, one of the biggest hurdles for anybody buying a house is normally the deposit. Normally having a chunk of savings there in place to be able to put towards the purchase of a house. This scheme could potentially be what you've been waiting for. Now, I need to drop a disclaimer that it's very important to read up about it on the um, ATO website and also that it is important to seek financial advice to understand if it's appropriate to your circumstance and um, what the ins and outs of the scheme are because today will be a very high level explanation of it um, just to essentially give you an idea as to what needs to be considered and what can and can't be done. First of all, it's really important to work out if you are actually eligible to use the first Home Saver Super Scheme. And essentially, you need to be at least 18 years or over and have never used the scheme before and never owned a real property in Australia, even if your partner has. So that's something else to know. So even if your partner's owned a house in Australia before, if you haven't, you can still use the scheme. Now, if you have owned a house in Australia before and there are special circumstances financially around the reasons that you had to sell the property, you can actually apply for a financial hardship provision if you have suffered a financial hardship that resulted in a loss of ownership of all property interests. This should be done, however, before you start saving. Under the First Home Saver Super Scheme, first home buyers can use voluntary super contributions up to $15,000 each financial year to assist with the purchase of their first home. The main advantage of this is that you end up paying less tax than you would than if you were to save the money into a regular savings account. It's important to note a couple of things, but is that you can only withdraw money that you've personally contributed to super, not contributions made by your employer. And there are three really important things to know about these contributions. The way you can make them, first of all, is if it's via salary sacrifice through your employer. The other thing as well is that it could be a contribution that you've made voluntarily um, from your after-tax income. And if this is the case, um, there is a form called a notice of intent that would need to be filled out and submitted to the tax office before lodging your tax return for that financial year to enable that contribution to be claimed as a tax deduction. And the third thing is that the cap on concessional contributions, so the, the pre-tax contributions or the tax advantage contributions, is $25,000, um, recently $27,500. So these are things that need to be considered and taken into account when considering the contributions that are being made. Now, at the moment, a first home buyer can withdraw a maximum of $30,000 of voluntary contributions under this scheme. 
Um, the government did recently announce that as of the 1st of July 2022, that this will increase to $50,000. And these are contributions that were made after 1st of July 2017. Apart from forcing you to save this money, or essentially not forcing, but saving the money in a way that you don't actually realize that you're saving it and putting it somewhere where it's not that easy to access. The other benefit are the tax benefits of the scheme. And just to give you an example, if you're earning $60,000 a year, your tax rate outside of super is 34.5%, including the 2% Medicare levy, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Meanwhile, the effective tax rate of a voluntary concessional contribution in super is only 15%. So essentially, by putting this money into super, you're reducing your taxable income, which effectively reduces, um, creates a out-of-pocket difference. So say you wanted to invest, you wanted to say $15,000 in the first time saver super scheme, which is the um, the maximum per financial year. On that $15,000, it's pre-tax. So in your own name, it's $9,825. So if that money was to be paid to you directly into your bank account, but through the first home saver super scheme, it's worth $12,750. And the reason for that is, as I said, because of the tax deduction of contributing that money into superannuation. Now, the higher the tax rate, the better the benefits. It really depends on what you're earning at the time. Um, but it is important to keep in mind that the benefits from the scheme are taxed with a 30% tax offset. So essentially, it's not tax-free when the when you claim this money through the first home saver super scheme, but it is a more tax effective than if you were just to be saving the money into your own bank account. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Something else that's pretty cool is that on the money that you put into your super, interest is actually calculated on that. So there is a deemed rate where, which is currently just over 3%, but again, it depends when you're listening to this episode, but it's like a shortfall interest charge. Um, now it's currently better than what you'd get from most interest accounts, again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, but essentially the way it works is it's on top of what you would be putting into your super. So for example, um, the deem rate on $15,000 as a voluntary contribution uh, would be $387.60 after adjusting the contribution tax. And this amount would be taken into account when releasing the funds as well. Now with every scheme that sounds amazing, there are always things to keep in mind. And the first one is that you can only apply for this release once. So when you do want to draw the funds out, the way it works is you apply for a determination through MyGov to the tax office to essentially work out how much can be released. The other thing is when the determination comes through and you apply for the payment, um, it can take 15 to 25 business days for the money to actually be released. The third thing is that you've got 12 months from the date of your request to release the money to actually sign a contract for a house. And on that note, the determination actually needs to be done before you've signed the contract on that house as well. So you can't sign a contract and a week later decide to apply for the determination. It needs to happen before you've signed the contract for that house. Now you've got 12 months to do that. And the way it works is at that 12 months period, um, you can apply for a 12 month extension um, to 
buy a house. So for example, let's say you've applied for the determination, you've released the funds, um, and so you've, you've received the determination and you still haven't found a property that you'd like to move in. Um, you can apply for a 12 month extension, um, and which will essentially give you 24 months in total. You need to keep in mind that tax is payable potentially on the way out. And as I said, there is that 30% tax offset. And the way it works is if you do have the determination and release the money and you don't buy a house, you'll either need to pay additional taxes to keep the money or redeposit the money back into your superannuation. Something else to note is that once the savings have been released to you, you can use the money to only purchase a residential premises that's located in Australia. So for example, you can't buy a houseboat or a motorhome um, or a capable that's not capable of being occupied as a residence. Um, you can't just buy vacant land. However, if you are purchasing land to build on, um, it's the contract um, to construct your home that must be entered into to meet the first home saver super scheme requirements. Um, and this must be entered into within 12 months unless you've received the extension from the date the request of the release was made. Um, um, and in the situation, you must not have purchased the land, vacant land before applying for the first Home Saver Super Scheme determination either. So as you can tell, there are quite a few terms, there are quite a few things to consider and to be careful of when using this scheme. And the other thing, and this is this relates to a discussion I had just had recently with a client, is the risk of deciding to use the first home saver super scheme is essentially if you don't end up buying a house. So for example, let's say somebody ends up deciding to just pump all this money into their superannuation because the goal is to use it to buy a house, but then they don't end up buying a house because A, it may not be appropriate at the time or may not be appropriate anymore to buy a house. Another example is maybe they can get the deposit, but the bank's not willing to lend them any money because they don't have a job or because their income isn't high enough or because they have a mark on their credit history. So it is really important to talk to a mortgage broker or someone licensed to give you advice on credit about this as well to essentially understand your options to know that there is a pretty high chance that you would get approved for a mortgage, for example, to be able to buy a house because it would be very unfortunate if you contributed all this money into superannuation and got to a point where you're ready to buy the house, but you just can't. Or you, as I said, you just don't need to buy a house anymore uh, because of your occupation change or whatever it may be. So again, the main message is to talk to an advisor, seek proper advice around these things. There is information on the ATO website, which is really handy. Um, be careful of online advice when it comes to these things, like when somebody's, for example, on Facebook groups talking about the first time saver super scheme, because there are a lot of misconceptions. Um, as an advisor, as you can imagine, we get approached a lot with information that just isn't correct, saying, oh, I heard you can do this, or somebody told me I could do this. The best thing is to just, just to go straight to the source, go straight to the ATO, talk to an advisor, talk to, talk to somebody that actually knows these things. And this can form part of an overall strategy towards buying a house. You know, depending on when you're listening to this, there are other concessions at the moment for especially first home buyers. So this can work with a few other schemes um, or concessions that the government's offering at the time. So again, that needs to be checked um, depending on the state that you live in and depending on the time that you're listening to this episode. Um, but again, I'm really hoping today has helped to help you understand the first home saver super scheme and to understand some of the ins and outs around it and what to avoid 
and what you can do to take advantage of it to purchasing your first home. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.